time here at the State of the Union here at Big D Country and we're here still here at the uh, Rotunda here at Big D Country, the Great Rotunda here at Big D Country, the Second Palace and I'm here with Royal Advisor Hall of Famer Zach who is going to be the Medal uh, of Freedom recipient. So ladies, ladies and gentlemen, princesses and, prince and knights, I now present to you the future Medal of Freedom winner, Artist of Tardinaire, that! Hey everybody, it's a pleasure to be here. And uh, thank you once again for coming to this all important occasion. I know that you were surprised that, uh, that it was announced that you would be getting the Medal of Freedom. Yeah, I, I was really surprised when I said, I'm like, what? Wow, that, that's awesome. Yeah, so... Um, I want to let you know that the present, uh, the Master of Arms is now coming over right now. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it is now time that I bestowed upon you the prestigious Medal of Honor and Medal of Freedom of Big D Country to that the artist extraordinaire and Hall of Famer here in Big D Country. Congratulations. Thank you, Deshaun. I, I I appreciate that. Thank you. Anytime. Any words of uh, encouragement to everybody at Big D Country that is listening? Just uh, keep following your dreams and uh, uh, do what you, um, yeah, just um, create what you like and, yeah. Speaking of believing in your dream, Zach is an, is an aspiring artist. And let me tell you, I mean, wow. And he does a lot of uh, um, space artist work, and he does a lot of medical work, and uh, they are extraordinary, absolutely extraordinary. And there's one person that we both like, but he drew he drew her, so we both like her. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> we, right. we both like her. <laughs> yeah. Nobody can have her but us. <laughs> yep, yep, that, that Japanese woman or geisha woman. <laughs> so tell me a little bit more about this art contest that you entered and um, that I predicted that you will win. Um, so it's called Shades of Blue, and I think it's from Camo Gallery, yeah. And basically what this, what this um, art contest is, you make a painting or a drawing, and it has to be the shades, um, has to be a shade of blue. Um, primary, secondary colors. Um, and you can use watercolor, acrylic, oil, anything, just as long as it has to be blue in it. So. Oh, wow. I know that you were able to fit any challenge because when I, when I looked at your artwork and, uh, you know, I like a... Uh, uh, you know the one that I like, and I was like, "Man, I mean, it, it makes it so realistic." And some of them, you know, make it uh, seem like 
I'm in heaven or something like that or one of my dreams that I was like, wait a minute, how in the world did this cat know <laughs> one of my dreams? How, how did he do that? <laughs> wait a minute, I didn't even come on the show yet and I'm over here looking at the artwork and you had artwork that made it look like I, uh, I was grazing into heaven. I was like, wait a minute, how did this cat did that? <laughs> I guess I'm some dream stalk. I don't know. <laughs> I, I guess so. I mean, <laughs> I, don't, I didn't know what was going on back there, but oh well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, tell me, tell me about the time when this this person who is not going to be a citizen, nowhere near will have a house on the citizen uh, on Big D Country, try to troll you and take you down. And make you feel less enough because that made me mad. That really made me mad when when the person tried to do that on you. Yeah, I I, I think so too. And um, yeah, it was really strange. Like he was all nice. He would like my Mount Fuji um, painting, and then all of a sudden he did a 180 and he would just like like criticize me and tell me, well, if you, you know, don't um, don't upload your art if you can't handle criticism. And I blocked him. So. Wow, that is crazy. Now, do you think it is him that probably attacked you and put you in Facebook jail all of a sudden? No, no, it, no, it wasn't that troll. It was just, uh, it was just I liked or I over liked posts. That that was it, Deshaun. That, that that's all it was. It was just uh, well, I apparently over. That would make it so hard to market stuff on Facebook when it, when it does happen like that. I mean, I know you heard in the program when it said, I've been in Facebook jail, and then when my uh, when me and my wife, who was alive, and we were dating, it was she the one that had to do the marketing for my show when I was in Facebook jail. Back at the time, that was going to go and go home, and I didn't have all these uh, mental health issues and stuff like that. And uh, I mean, I still do the show because it saved my life and keep me sane. But um, that's absolutely is crazy. But uh, I, I mean, so I know how I, I know how I felt because I got mad because when people hurt my citizen, they hurt me. Oh yeah. And uh, so. I appreciate the fact that uh, you know that I care for the people that I love, uh, even with this SD SD curse of a thing. So I appreciate that. You're welcome. Now, um, is there anything else that you want the citizens to know about you? And is there anything else that uh, we need to worry about? Uh, who is the royal advisor? That who is the Medal of Freedom uh, Medal winner? Uh, no, <laughs> no. No. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, before we got out here, you said something that that really strikes me. Now, now first, when somebody said that I should be a comedian in Hollywood, uh, Hollywood, and stuff like that, uh, you told me that I sound like Mr. Burns from the system. I was like, I would definitely do that role. I mean, yeah. yeah, the system want me? I mean, 
when uh, tell me when when did, when could I start? I mean, when you noticed that, how did you know that I sound like somebody from The Simpsons? Because because you said the word excellent, I was like thinking excellent. You know, Mr. Burns. <laughs> oh yeah. So. You know what? That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But seriously, I mean, I'm a comedian. I definitely would do that role, and um, if they need me to, uh, I don't know if the system is still on or something like that. But yeah, it's been a while. I've been watching YouTube and everything like that because I try not to stay away from commercials because I'm a layaway person. <laughs> but yeah. uh, other than that, I mean, how things are when well, you're neck of the wood. I'm pretty sure that. You know, you're able to get away when you want to, or be able to have some fun. What 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 do you do for fun? Uh, um, I know that you have your uh, artwork that you're trying to uh, push out there, but what do you do for fun? Um, I um, I make artwork, like you said. I uh, program. I uh, listen to music. Uh, hang out with animals, etc. Pet animals, etc. Oh, wow, that is amazing. Yeah. And I, I like to thank you for always being a uh, top fan. I mean, that's because that's how that's why I made you the uh, uh, first ever hall, uh, fan hall of fame here at Big D Country. And then when I turned around and shocked you for, you know, naming you, na- uh, I named you uh, Medal of Freedom winner. And also, you've been promoted to Royal Advisor. I mean, it's nothing but the best for my fans here at Big D Country. If you ride with me, I mean, if you ride or die with me, I mean, you know, that's, that's, that's what we do. We're, we're trying to be a community. Uh, we try to be a community. We're trying to be a community of those that, uh, you know, know how it feels to just want to be, you know, mm-hmm. just want to laugh and just want to uh, hear funny stories about, you know, not only me, but also stories that I care about. And I may not be media, but, you know, I'm some kind of media. But, uh, Sissy, now, tell the people once again, how did you find my show? And then also, how how did you become such a big fan of the show? Let's see, I'm trying to think. Um, wasn't it like... Uh, I found your show, I think, on YouTube or Spotify after we played some games on Discord. Yeah. And uh, I just, I, I liked your, your segments, and uh, um, I just like how you talked about your rants and all that stuff, and yeah. You know what? It's funny, because I got on one station because they liked that my rant so good. It's like, I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's crazy. You like the you like the you like the show because of my rant and stuff like that. I was like, oh my god, it is so. I probably could be what like one of those next uh uh you know radio show that that knows how to do rants very well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, I love that. I mean, I love that. I mean, that's why I even have the new segment who passed who failed. I mean, I'm even trying to make that funny. <laughs> I like to yeah. say like, who passed who failed. <laughs> yeah. So but I'm gonna keep doing that. I'm gonna keep doing all the segments and the rants and all like that to my heart's content. And you know, I like to keep doing the show until until it's my turn to go home. So the real yeah. one. But 
I mean, it's, it has totally been a pleasure having you here at the uh, the the Rotana. I hope uh, uh, I hope all the palace guards and all the uh, palace people treated you well when you came here. So I hope they I hope they treated you nice. They did. Excellent. That's what I like to hear. That's what I love to hear. Ladies and gentlemen, we have here the Medal of Freedom winner and the Royal Advisor. I do by decree and now promote you. You are now Royal Advisor at Big D Country. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, this was the art extraordinaire. Zach, do you have any closing words? And I will say closing arguments again. <laughs> there I go again. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, just just keep doing what you're doing and for your dreams and yeah. Excellent, so, excellent. Well, Zach, I'm looking forward to have you on. Uh, no matter what happens, whether you win or and or uh, well, you are going to win. You are going to win. Uh, let's just. Uh, let that let the cat on the back right now. You are gonna win, and they better let you win too. <laughs> and, uh, so I'm gonna say this: keep on doing what you're doing. And oh, how's your father doing, by the way? I forgot. He's oh okay. Um, glad you asked, Sean. Um, he he's doing um fine, and uh, he's um out of ICU, and he's doing okay. He's he's on medication, and he has treatments, and he's doing okay. Excellent, excellent. Well, Zach, uh, there's some more hors d'oeuvres over at the uh, the floor here at the palace. Go ahead and enjoy some hors d'oeuvres, and um, you know this is this is our night, man. This is our this is Big D Country's night, so uh, or program. So go ahead and enjoy. Alrighty. And this is the uh, Big D Country. We're going to go back into the State of the Union and. Let's roll. And I'm here with Zach again, uh, who is the Medal of Honor, uh, Medal of Freedom Award winner, and also a Royal Vital who just been promoted. I, silly me, where is my manners? I just forgot about uh, your medical uh, artwork who uh, should be looked at with uh, by doctors and should be used as for with uh, their lectures. Now, when did you start doing the uh, medical artwork? I I did this like a couple months ago and I was just randomly thinking about the nervous system and since then I've been making nervous system art, uh, Art about the immune system, um, art about the brain, um, art about blood disorders like leukemia, anemia, sickle cell anemia. Yeah. Because when I thought, I, I kept seeing, uh, one of them, I thought like the, the high blood pressure, and then I thought another time, I was like, what in the world? How is how is he doing that? I was like, my land, I was like, I, uh, did he not give this uh, artwork to any doctor? And they said, I'm going to use this as my lecture, part of my lecture. You should, you you, you really should use the, uh, go to uh, your doctor, any doctor, show the doctor. And uh, and if he if he or she don't use it as part of the uh, their lectures, something wrong with them. Oh, yeah, big time. I mean, wow. I just want to let you know that they're very realistic and they are, especially as space, especially as space photos. 
Wow, I thought I was in some kind of space movie when I when I was looking at them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, kind of like Star Trek. Exactly, exactly. But listen, man, I want to thank you again, and uh, but uh, it was my fault there. Sorry, I had to put you. Uh, uh, sorry, I had to uh, uh, steal you away from the hors d'oeuvres there. But uh, <laughs> I, I just literally forgot we was having such a good time here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you very much, uh, Zach, and uh, once again, congratulations. You're welcome, Sean. It was a pleasure talking to you. Excellent, excellent. And hello, man. This has been a great time here at the State of the Union. We're at the... uh, Second Palace Pavilion uh, next to the Rotunda, and I am pleased to say that we have someone that came to the Second Union all the way from London, England, and um, and uh, the UK area. He is my good friend, the uh, one of the owners from Southwave Radio, and he's also bringing back a part of Southwave Radio, which is Southwave Theater. Uh, he had me on his program a couple of times, and he also had the YouTube channel. And most of all, he's one of the OG um, knights and, uh, that's been a fan of my show, and he told me that a couple of times. Plus, he stayed up late night just to listen to one of my shows. I mean, that is so, that is so heartwarming to hear that uh, because you know that you have fans listening to your program. So, ladies and gentlemen, it is my pleasure to introduce the one that will be introduced into the Fan Hall of Fame in a few minutes. Ladies and gentlemen, the inductee, Jamie Dyer! Well, thanks, Deshaun. Uh, that's, uh, that's a lovely introduction, by the way. Thank you, thank you. So, well, it's been so long since we've been on each other's show. I was just on your show uh, uh, just this past year, a few months back. And uh, it was a pretty amazing experience. Uh, Why don't you tell anybody about the show, uh, which is all about uh, uh, sharing your passion that you did. And then it was another show that you had me on. And... uh, so why don't you share with the rest of the fellow citizens about your great work? Oh my goodness. I mean, where do I start? I mean, uh, the show you're referring to is called The Week Before. I do that sort of maybe once, twice a year, uh, currently taking a break with that. Um, I've also done something called Watching the Wireless. I reused our interview on there. Uh, which is about people in the radio industry and and podcasting and audio drama and such like. And I'm currently doing, uh, at this moment in time, uh, a podcast dedicated to the 90s and noughties UK pop culture. That's called, uh, surprisingly, 90s and noughties UK. And uh, I'm also doing a podcast uh, focused on British rock band uh, status quo called the Quocast. Uh, which is quite possibly one of my uh, more successful forays into uh, podcasting. And, of course, as, as you will know, Deshaun, I have a few um, audio drama 
things as well. And as you mentioned in the introduction, uh, a piece of South Waves Radio is coming back via the form of South Waves Theatre, which I started maybe two or three years ago after the closure of the station. And basically what I do in it is I just uh, I, I talk to people locally, in my local area and sometimes nationally, uh, haven't quite made it internationally yet, uh, okay. about what they do in the performing arts industry. And that's just a basic rundown. Yeah. So, how long have you been interested in the arts and uh, interested in um, being involved with the arts? I mean, I, I think, I, I think I might be, might be wrong here, but I think I, I've always been interested in the arts. Uh, but as is the case with a lot of things that I've been interested in, you don't know you're interested in that way uh, until a lot later. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so yeah. it's, it's there. You, you're like, yeah, I like that. But you don't realize just how deep you can go with it. And um, I think my real passion for the arts started when I launched Southwaves Radio because... It was kind of the easiest way to get into the local scene, right? Because the local area that I'm in is a big hotbed of um, arts-based activity, so it seemed the easiest way in. And since I've, I've interviewed musicians, um, ventriloquists, comedians, dancers, you know, all that type of thing, and I just enjoy hearing their stories. And as you probably know, I, I wanted to be um, a musician myself once upon a time. Uh, so it's, it's sort of dipping a toe in that world, um, but not completely. Now, have you ever, uh, ever interviewed a famous uh, uh, entertainer within the UK? And if not, who is your, uh, who is your dream interview? who you would like to interview on your um, podcast. Now, it's, it's, um, it's weird because I like the way you said who's famous in the UK uh, because it's true, right? We have a, a big load of people in the UK who are famous here who might not be you know, known that well in America. Uh, thinking back, I have interviewed a few pop stars. Um, I had Lee Brennan from Boy Band 911 about 10 years ago or so. Um, I, I interviewed a few people in that area. As part of um, the Quocast, I've interviewed members of that rock band, um, which, which was a delight for me because I've always been interested in their music, really had a passion for it from a young age. So to talk to the people who made this music is, a, is amazing. Um, and for the 90s and noughties podcast recently i interviewed a couple of cast members of a well i've now interviewed about four cast members from the tv show renford rejects oh wow um, who are all famous all famous in their own right i think they've all gone on to do other things uh and i have recently and this probably won't mean anything to you or your audience but there was a guy I, um, I interviewed who's been in the broadcasting industry for about 55 years or something 
and he was the local news anchor where I am and he's been on national TV but not too much in the last few years and his name is Fred Dynage and I got the opportunity to speak to him and I can tell you that was a joy because this is a guy you've grown up seeing on your ne local news bulletin and oh, wow. a little bit of kids TV. I mean that was a, an amazing experience. I mean um, I, I believe your second question there was who would I like to interview or who would be my dream. Correct. Is that right? Yes, correct. Right. Uh, so, I just wanted to make sure that we were on the same page. Uh, yeah, we so, are. Um, on, on my, in terms of my dream interviewee, I mean, as part of the Crowcast, um, one of the original uh, founders of that band, Francis Rossi, I have yet to interview. I'd love to speak to him um, because, you know, it's, it's Francis Rossi. Uh, and I, I guess there are quite a few others that spring to mind. I mean, I'd love to talk to more people from uh, the Renford rejects that would be great um, I mean sadly I, I do a little bit of sort of vintagey stuff there's a lot of people and I don't know whether you you get this I'm sure there's a lot of people I would have loved to have spoken to who were no longer with us as oh, well wow. um, which, which is a great shame and I know that the other day um, sadly Leslie McEwen of the Bay City Rollers passed away uh, who was massive in the 70s uh, in in the UK and in the US and uh, he he passed away quite recently and oh, uh, I, I felt quite sad because I've been a Rollers fan for years and I would have loved to have talked to him about his time in the Rollers and what he's done since because he released uh, an album uh, about five years ago that I really enjoyed so I would have loved to have spoken to him which is a shame there's quite a few people on that list uh, of people who are no longer with us who I would have loved to have spoken to so hopefully Deshaun I've answered your question oh that, is, that was amazing you did an amazing job now you are in the Hall of Fame for a reason I mean you do all this wonderful stuff but uh, there was a time when we was on Southwave Radio. I mean, everything was doing good. And I have to talk about this, and I have to ask about this. The time that Southwave Radio was taken off the air. Now, I mean, I got to admit sometimes that it was a little short notice for me because I was, like, scrambling and telling people that uh, where to tune into the Big D one when I was still doing it. And I know you still was listening to it. But can you remind the... the, the uh, the viewers oh my god <laughs> well some radio shows do it through tv too but uh i guess that crossed my mind but can you tell the uh the uh, citizens on why the southwave radio went away for a while and um and how how sad did you feel when knowing that uh southwave radio wasn't going to be on anymore but uh, knowing that you are going to bring parts of it back, uh, which is Southwave Theater, is bringing hope for those that still want to be somewhat involved in radio. So tell me a little bit about that part of the story. I mean, um, as for how I feel, even now, uh, it gets me sometimes that it had to shut down. But unfortunately, um, at the time, it felt like I was by myself. Um, I had a great team of people around me, but I was suffering with depression at the time, and I didn't really know that that was the case. And so, yeah, there were a few weekends, now I think about it, that we shut down, 
um, just to give me a break from all the work that I was doing. And then eventually, um, just as it was starting to find new ground, just as I was starting to build new bridges, I decided to shut it down really for my own sake. But um, almost immediately, maybe six to 12 months later, I tried to revive it in different ways. And uh, for a little while, it was going to get relaunched. I was actually, I mean, for, for a month, I was living the dream because I was employed by a company to relaunch uh, Southwaves Radio a year after it had shut down. And sadly, that didn't come to pass. And I, uh, I lost my, my um, employment with that. But I kept the Southwaves thing going after that. Um, through Southwaves Audio, um, where I started producing bits and pieces, and basically, knowing that I didn't have much money, uh, it was a good way of, of keeping it going, and eventually, that kind of petered off, and so Southwaves Theatre, um, which existed on Southwaves Radio, but it was, it was audio drama as opposed to theatre stuff, and I suppose it makes more sense for it to be the former than the latter, but do you know what, I, I had... I had a load of jingles I'd had recorded, and I thought, well, I might as well just reuse them. Um, that pretty much, if you ever hear, um, I, I think it's Red Horrocks, the voiceover lady, if you ever hear her on one of my projects, it's because I had it recorded for Southwaves Radio, and I've reused it. Um, that tends to be the way that it goes. But then, you know, as, as we said, to, to go to your initial question, um, Southwaves Radio, I, I'm very proud of the things that we achieved in that very small amount of time. Uh, it was two and a half years. It was great to have you along, Deshaun, for that uh, journey, you and your late wife. And um, I feel very proud of it, but also sad at the same time. But then, as somebody said to me the other day, maybe that was supposed to happen um, because mm. I have found you know, and, and you seem to have as well, we found success in podcasting, in the form of podcasting and enjoying that. It's not the same as running a radio station. I would be lying if I said I didn't have a few um, scheduling ideas still in my head that I write down late at night thinking, you know, I could put that on at four o'clock, you know, like old times. Um, right. But we, we found a new ground in, in podcasting and... As for the depression, um, I went on medication for a little while to, to address that and I came off medication a couple of years ago and um, now it's, it's up and down every day but it starts with, with Southwest Radio. It's, it's always there, you know, its presence um, is always there but it needed, I, I, I have to convince myself sometimes that it needed to happen that way, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Things happen the way that they are supposed to, um, certainly in media. Wow. Wow. Now, on a side note there, uh, you know, to be totally honest, uh, from one person to another, uh, as you know, I'm still struggling with a... a like sort of like the, the almost the highest form of depression ever since I lost my uh, late wife. Uh, who went on way too early on me, and also my best friend who I've uh, mentored in my uh, my days uh, to be a television show host in his own right. 
and uh, it's really hard. I mean, you got thoughts creeping up to you sometimes that are not good, and um, you know sometimes the world just don't cater too much for people with depression. And it's there's sort of a stigma with uh, people like us who who suffer through depression. I mean, that's why it's not even talked about. But I mean. Uh, even the uh, lead singer, Justin Benefits from Lincoln Park, suffered from depression before he committed suicide. And I did not not want to be uh, him, but lucky for me, I can't tolerate pain. <laughs> but the thoughts are sometimes there. And so, I mean, is there anything that you want to shed light about both of our conditions? And uh, because both of us suffer because of many different things, I mean, it's not just because of spiritual, I mean, not just because of demons or anything like that, but, um, you know, there's other ways that we suffer too. So you, do you want to shed light on, on that? I mean, you could if you want. I mean, you don't have to. No, it's, it's completely fine. Um, I, I think it's, it's the first, first thing to say here is that um, no, no two depressions are the same. Mm -hmm. Right, they're they're motivated by different things. I'm not an expert. I'm not a doctor. I you know I just know what I've experienced, but I, I tend to know that everybody's experiences are different. There will be similarities, but there will also be um, quite a few differences. And I, I think um, I think at the beginning, for me, it was admitting that there was a problem um, because I was very against medication because you don't know, you know, you're putting this thing in, in your body and right. you don't know how it's going to make you feel or what, what you will do while you feel like that. And so when I started taking it, it, it really, it made a difference. But you realized that you don't stop being you, right? Mm -hmm. um, that's the one thing I, because I had great paranoia about that, you know. Um, but it doesn't stop you from, from being you. It will stop certain things, certainly, from my experience, but it, it won't stop you being you. And so uh, I had to get over that hurdle, that, um, that, that sort of frightening thing of, oh, I have to take this pill. And then eventually you just ride with it. But uh, it's different with everybody, you know, and I think that's, that's uh, what I said at the top. Uh, hopefully that's... Um, that's okay, Deshaun. You know, like uh, I yeah. hope I've said the right thing here. Yeah. No. 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 You're fine. You're fine. You're completely fine because, I mean, when I started feeling depressed, I was like, oh my God, what is going to do with my relationship with the Lord? And you know, I was like, well, I have been getting. To be honest, I have been angry a lot, and uh, you know, but it's all due to my depression and anxiety. See, I, at least I know where it's from. I mean, it's not the fact that the Lord forgot about me or anything like that, but uh, it's just been very hard. And then I'm, I'm, I'm been, I've been stuck in one place ever since uh, the pandemic before I moved to a, a city with more attraction because I felt like it was an actual prison without me committing a crime. I mean, it was, I mean, but before I moved, um, I almost had a nervous breakdown the first time we was in lockdown. So I don't know if you heard about when I went to Vegas because if I didn't go to Vegas at that time, uh, I was gonna wind up in the mental hospital because it was it was too much. It was literally too much. I mean, you know, I can't drive because of my disabilities, and I mean, I'm pretty sure you know how that plays, out, especially when 
uh, this question is going to go towards the lockdown a little bit later, but I'm pretty sure that you had some experience with uh, uh, depression during the lo uh, lockdown. Care to elaborate on that? I mean, personally, I felt like um, several of my worlds collided when lockdown happened because I um, have had very long stretches of unemployment which means mm -hmm. you spend a lot of very long days at home uh, which means that you you've kind of built up um, uh, something you know a barrier against this stuff and so when the lockdown came I felt not that I was somehow trapped but it was just every day um, the weird thing was everybody else being at home that was the weird thing um, that I'm used to being at home it's my normal everyday routine but suddenly so is everybody else. Everyone else is posting pictures of their cake or their dog, you know, or a, a park walk that they went on. Um, that tended to be the way that, uh, that it went. So that was my experience of, of lockdown. I mean, now that we're getting towards the end of it, certainly in the UK, um, I will say that I have a, a, sh a shred of, of um, relief that I'll actually be able to go and see people, you know, because you don't realize uh, when you're locked down, uh, before lockdown, like just how important it is to see people. Exactly. Um, to, you know, like um, my wife and I and, and our little son uh, live in, um, in a top floor flat in the UK. And um, we've, we've had each other, which is great. But it is, you know, it's a very important to go and mix with different people. And so that's the one thing I'm looking forward to when we eventually emerge from lockdown. Yeah, exactly. No, 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 no. I totally agree. Uh, because if we don't... Now, when we first in, in, uh, had this lockdown, see, each government don't know that people suffer through mental illness. And if we kept up locked up like we're in prison for a long time, we're going to get this mentality that we're locked in a prison and we can't get out or anything like that and they don't understand it they just care about keeping people inside and all like that and whatever and it, it, it just doesn't feel well that people in government don't know how it involves the mind and it doesn't know that the mind needs to be free it needs to just escape and they don't understand that No, I, I guess not. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to comment either way because we're steering okay. into political territory, and I, I know not to to battle with you when it comes to uh, to political matters, Deshaun. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> I mean, I work with all kinds of guests and um, all kinds of opinions, so that's fine. I mean, you have you do have a choice here when it comes to a uh, big D country. You know that, so you do have freedom of speech here. <laughs> So, well, Jamie, um, now that the lockdowns are getting ready to hopefully end uh, around the world, um, what is your expectation and what are your thoughts about the lockdown being um, ended? And uh, are there vaccines going around in your country? Now, um, I don't know if you know or, or I know you've seen on Facebook that I have been fully vaccinated and I also shared my experience about the vaccination. So how do you feel about this, uh, everything about the lockdowns uh, being coming to an end and the fact that uh, people are getting vaccinated? 
Well, in reference to what I said previously, I'm glad it's coming to an end because while I had the tools to survive during lockdown, um, I am looking forward to seeing people and, uh, you know, just being outside and being free, as you might term it. Um, I'm glad that people are being vaccinated uh, against this um, this virus. I unfortunately haven't had that vaccine yet because the way that our thing works was they uh, started off with vulnerable individuals and then they went by age groups and I think oh. at the time of recording they're currently at I, I want to say 40 to 49 right they're, they're currently in the 40s I'm 31 years old it might be a little while before I hear from my local GP um, but uh, I I will be getting the vaccine because I think for me it's it's one step towards being able to see people you know mm -hmm. and um, we have all these other vaccines as well that we've had during right. our lives right exactly I mean we've got the flu shot and all these other shots like you said and so, I, yeah, I, I'm agree with you. Yeah. And uh, so, I am, I, I, like me, I am so uh, convinced that when things start uh, getting back to normal, uh, hopefully the strangeness of this world won't set in too long because, you know, if it does, it's going to be crazy. Like, like you want to get back to... Uh, uh, Southway Theater, and then you're, oh, by the way, you have a YouTube channel. Tell the listeners about that. You have a YouTube channel, come to think of it. My goodness, I mean, I have several. Um, I really need to, I mean, I, I watch these videos, How to Succeed on YouTube, and they all have very interesting um, views on things, and one of them is, don't have multiple. I have multiple, so therefore I'm not a success. But um, I have one for the Crowcast, which I do, which is tied in with that podcast. Um, I did have one with 90s and Noughties UK, which I might be closing, but I don't know. And I've just started a personal uh, YouTube channel to do vlogs, um, reviews, reaction videos. And I've just I've done a couple, two or three so far, um, a couple of my uh, vinyl collection. Because the thing is, in the last maybe two or three years, I have really um, come to appreciate the wonder of YouTube. All these YouTubers that are making this amazing content around subjects that I'm interested in. I love um, people like Oddity Archive, um, Ben, who does all this kind of weird stuff about vintage things, you know, looks for the unusual. I like people like uh, Food Insider that make those wonderful food wars videos the comparison between the US and UK fast food restaurants which is astonishing um, to, to watch you know things that you wouldn't really see on TV a lot and uh, of course things like I love food videos um, I, I'm really enjoying at the moment Rafael Gomez who is a, a youtuber he does a lot of very fun uh, food type things I enjoy this series Julia tries everything which again is an amazing um, YouTube series where uh, she goes to these restaurants and she has like entire menus. She'll try like a little bit of everything uh -oh. and she'll have these spreads of like 10 plates. It's such an amazing visual. Yeah, I'm here. Hello? Are you there? I'm here. Hello? 
I am here. I am here. Jamie? Hello? Hello? I'm Jamie? speaking. I'm speaking. Hello? I am speaking. Hello? I am speaking. Hello? I am speaking. Hello? Hello? Okay, uh, I think uh, my mic might have uh, went off by accident. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, I hope it still was able to pick up. A, uh, can you people were saying just in case uh, that it wasn't picked up? Cool. Well, um, yeah, there's that series, Julia Tries Everything, on YouTube, which is this amazing series where she goes to restaurants and she tries, uh, like, the whole menu. So she'll sit there and she'll have 10 dishes in front of her, all of a particular kind. And she's been to all these places in America. And I find those YouTubers are really interesting, um, really interesting. And so I was inspired by them to, to kind of pick up my camera after years away and do something that was very visually focused because everything I do is basically around either the written word or audio. So basically the information you're taking in via your ear or your mind. Uh, whereas um, the visual side of it has really passed me by. So yeah, I'm, I'm inspired by uh, a lot of those YouTubers that do that stuff. So that's why I've just started a YouTube channel. Cool. Well, I, I, I would say continue to follow your dream no matter how hard or like myself when I'm facing a brick wall all the time. I mean, you know. Uh, that seems to kind of be the running theme these past couple of years, but you continue to do your dream because your dream is what came to you and you have a passion for it. I mean, you, you love doing it. And um, I mean, this is why I'm inducting you to the fan holding fan, not only because you've been an OG of the uh, Big D Dome before I made it, before I themed it, and before I made it into a country, into a community, but you showed passion, and that's something that we do here a lot in Big D country. So, um, but uh, with that, now, um, do you have anything with, uh, you want to have before I uh, award you and induct you into the uh, into the Hall of Fame? Well, I mean, unless you're looking for a speech afterwards, I will say. But um, I'm, I'm very honored that you want to induct me in. And uh, I, I know it's been, what, about eight years or something since we first met online, uh, which yeah. is, you know, which is mind-blowing to me. Where has that time gone? Um, just really, as I say, it's been an honor to, uh, to be inducted. Excellent, excellent. And you deserve it. You deserve it. I mean, you share your place with... Uh, Zach, who is another fan and another fellow knight who is uh, now a royal advisor here at Big D Country, and uh, you are one of the prestigious few that made it to the Fan Hall of Fame, and hopefully there will be more, but you're part of the, uh, you and Zach are part of the top 1% here at Big D Country. So, uh, Jamie, um, it is my high prestigious honor and it is my pleasure to bestow and decree upon you that you are now a part of the Big D Country Fan Hall of Fame with all the rights and all the privileges that pertain thereof and to. Ladies and gentlemen, 
I now pronounce you, and I now pronounce to 50 countries, the second member of the Hall of Fame, Jamie Naya. Congratulations. Thank you, Deshaun. That's um, very kind of you. I feel very honored uh, to have been bestowed this award. And uh, please, please, please keep in contact and um, keep up the good work as well uh, that you do with Big D Country. Thank you. Most likely will do. And uh, let's not make this a habit of being strangers on each other's show like I said on your program. Uh, let's not make it another eight years, okay? <laughs> No, definitely not. Exactly. So, well, um, unless uh, I usually like to give my um, my guests the final word, if they have any final words that they would like to share uh, before we end this interview. So, uh, I offer you the uh, the floor for final words and um, all that great stuff. <laughs> Oh, the final, the, the floor, the final words. Wow, that's, um, that's a lot of pressure. Uh, so, yeah, um, thanks, Deshaun, for having me on your show and for bestowing me with this award. And uh, I would like to say that if anybody is interested in what we've been talking about today, then um, you can go to Linktree. Um, it, it, it's like, yeah, L-I-N-K-T-R dot double e forward slash j dyer 89 that's j dyer 89 on linktree and there you will find a link to all of the projects video uh, audio written and otherwise uh, that i am currently and previously been involved in uh, so yeah go and check that out that's um l-i-n-k-t-r dot uh, double e forward slash j dyer 89 well, Jamie, uh, thank you and congratulations once again. I hope you enjoyed the uh, hors d'oeuvre that we were serving or the snack that we were serving uh, here at the uh, palace with everybody. So, um, and I hope you had a good time and I hope, uh, you know, the palace guards and everybody here at the Second Palace treated you well. Thank you. Yes, very much so. Excellent. That's what I love to hear. That's what I love to hear from my guests. So, uh, we know we're doing our job. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to thank Jamie Dyer, uh, the uh, head of Southwave Radio, who's bringing back Southwave Theater. He is now a part of the Fan Hall of Fame. Uh, he has had a lifetime induction, uh, along with Zach and our other honorees, uh, our other um, honorees that will be announced later during the Hall of Fame. So it's been a pleasure, Jamie, and thank you very much for coming on uh, onto the program again. Thank you for inviting me. Excellent. This is Prince DJ. We're Big D Country Strong, and we are out. Boy, oh boy, welcome to Big D Country. The Big D Zone is on the air, and um, I am Prince DJ, and boy, do I got a special treat for you. Uh, this is going to be my first Leaders of Tomorrow broadcast. 
And my first guest on the leaders of the broadcast in a long while is going to be revolutionizing the way podcast directories are built and how podcast directories are made. And he's got a brand new app, and it's funny how we met. We met on Twitter of all places. And ladies and gentlemen, I can't wait to announce uh, this uh, this very first guest. And he has a famous, very famous last name. So, ladies and gentlemen, here it is. Here it is. Austin! <laughs> well, actually, super, super top secret situation here. Austin's actually my middle name. I just kind of use it for social media. Uh, oh, so, <laughs> I, but I, I, I have been called Stone Cold Alex Austin, so I'm good with that. <laughs> oh, good, good, good. <laughs> Well, I appreciate the introduction, man. I honestly, I feel like uh, I feel like we're in the ring. I feel like it's about to happen. This is great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I knew when I when I when I first saw your name, I was like, oh my god, I got the perfect. I can't wait. I got the perfect introduction for him. And you know, I'm a wrestling fan. And when I saw the name, I was like, oh. I always yeah, it goes back a ways. I just I just heard him on a commercial recently too. Like he doesn't slow down, man. This guy's still doing ads. He's still making money. Like I was like, all right, I'm, I'm still good to hear some Stone Cold. This is great. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And uh, one of my favorite rivalries, uh, Austin versus McMahon, oh, it's, uh, it's still killer in the game. Still. Yeah. Let's <laughs> go oh back, man. Let's go back. Oh no. man, I even watched it in a long time, but I was watching back then. So that was uh, that was that was a fun time. The Attitude Era. That was good. Yeah, that was pure gold. So, welcome to the very first in a long time uh, leaders of tomorrow, and you're one of the first back. And um, Alex Austin, um, tell me a little bit more about your service and how you tend to re- revolutionize the podcast directory. Yeah, well, we are we are trying to revolutionize it. Yeah, and you're correct. You had to call it a directory and kind of what the basis of the app is, is it's an, we call it an aggregator. So it basically captures RSS feeds, which are podcast feeds from around the web and collects them all in one place. Uh, the way we do that and the way a lot of apps do that, and, and, and this isn't too much of a secret, is using the iTunes search API, which is public. And at literally anybody could use it to build a podcast app to, to play podcasts. Uh, and and it's, the, it's the basis of all the RSS functionality that exists on the web to play podcasts. So it's almost like a podcast is kind of an RSS feed. It's like, a, think of it like a radio station that's just always broadcast over the web and you can sort of pick it up anytime you want and start listening to episodes. Uh, and this is just a way to sort of get all of those together in one place. Uh, so that's, ba- that's the basis of uh, the, the, the very foundation of what we build. Oh, so wow. With, uh, that with is awesome. Yeah. That so, and is- then, uh, the, so the, re- the way we got to that, I was a collaborator a few times with uh, uh, Wild, so he's the host of Grief Burrito Podcast. Uh, I'm one of the hosts and the co-creator of Ronan Geek Official Podcast, so just a geek comedy podcast meant for adults. Don't let the kids listen, but, uh, but because we, we do a lot of comedy. But, the, uh, but we collaborated on a few episodes a uh, long time ago, uh, probably years ago now, and then we've just been in contact ever since and then we've sort of pitched ideas to one another during that time about well if we if we were to do a podcast hosting service or an app you know what would it be and what what could we do what could we add back to the community so what we came up with was uh, cephalopod which is just like the squid just like the animal just like the octopus or the cuttlefish or whatever your favorite cephalopod is and there's there's a lot of reasons why we called it that but we thought it was a cute name and a cute little logo 
But uh, so Cephalopod, though, yeah, it's, it's a podcast player, first and foremost, and it's a premium looking feel. It's a very nice, very slick player. And uh, we're very proud of, of, of the final product. And, uh, and on top of that, we actually built in uh, podcast ownership features so you can claim your podcast on there if you're a creator. And then we also built in some monetization features. So it, uh, it's almost like having a, a Shopify for your podcast bonus content. So that's kind of Excellent. Yes, I already did that on uh, after we were talking about it, and uh, you helped me out, and I want to thank you personally. So I've already been a uh, I've already been a partaker of the great customer service that you're showing uh, through podcast through this. So I want to give a very first testimonial of that, and I've also just claimed the uh, the big D zone on that. So uh, as a first testimonial, thank you for the awesome customer service. Yeah, absolutely. No, I honestly, I appreciate when people come to me with, with directly with questions, also with criticism or critique if they have something that, that didn't work for them or that they'd like to see because we obviously, we can't fix a broken feature if we don't know about it. So it, it's really helpful uh, when people come to us and if, if the flow isn't right and people can't find the next step or if uh, there's a feature that just doesn't seem to be working right, I, I prefer to hear about it uh, so we have a chance to fix it versus just kind of letting it go. So uh, I appreciate any time, any time people approach me uh, in DMs to ask questions. I, in fact, I encourage it. So it was good. Thank you. Excellent. Now, how how when did you started the uh, the app? And also, I liked the cool design of the uh, of the logo of the app. It almost looked like a, a cryptocurrency. Almost, I was like, oh my god, that's cool. Interesting. Like a- interesting. You say that. <laughs> so <laughs> they they it, it, the the inspiration was in fact the uh, Ethereum logo, and uh, we flipped oh, it on yeah. itself a few times. And uh, so the reason why is because, um, and it, this, this is top secret, but we're starting to talk a little bit about it. Uh, we will be, as far as we know, the first uh, podcast app in the near future to offer NFT creation within our app. So we're actually going to offer that as a service to podcasters to create NFTs within our app, and we will host the content. And, uh, and creators will be able to get in on the NFT market should they choose. We, we don't know how, how great or successful it will be for podcasting, but certainly we want a podcast-focused place to do that so we're, we're going to be doing it and uh and that's probably going to roll out i'm going to go ahead and ballpark it for early july if i was to ballpark it right now and uh, we're really excited about it though because it's, it's a new feature we'll be hosting the content right on the app you can playlist it just like anything else and uh and yeah it'll be a little bit of a uh, little bit of an nft slash ethereum economy right in the app which is which is pretty exciting we have a great partner for that named engine i should give them a shout out that's e-n-j-i-n so they're a huge nft company uh, kind of based all over the world, but they, they've been a phenomenal partner in helping us get this part up and up and rolling so far uh, in in the background. But yeah, so that's uh, funny you say that that uh, you noticed the uh, <laughs> the connection with uh, crypto. Yeah, I'm very observant. <laughs> Well, I kind of dabble in the uh, cryptocurrency, or at least trying to dabble in the cryptocurrency. It's still kind of hard, but uh, uh, nonetheless, when I saw it, I was like, wow, is this a podcast version of a cryptocurrency? I can't wait to ask about that during the interview. And, and we got a little breaking news during uh, the Big D Zone. First of all, uh, that's right, man. I think this, my, my, my partner's probably going to kill me, but honestly, it, it's something we're, we're, we're starting to talk about a little bit in the background with people we know, so I think this is a good platform to kind of get the word out. So I'm, I'm glad to share that. No, I'm very impressed, man. That's very observant. Very, very observant. Excellent, excellent, excellent. And uh, so uh, you're going to have more different features in the service coming soon. Am I correct in saying that? 
Yes, sir. Yeah, the NFT is just a portion of it. Um, the thing that's going to roll out next, probably within the next few weeks, is actually a chat feature. We're going to offer user chat in the background and an inbox. So this is to help with, you know, uh, customer service related issues. It's also to help with, you know, podcast to user communication. So say if there's, you know, someone's demanding a, you know, refund for a piece of content or something, they'll be able to issue the refund and tokens very easily in the background via the chat. And uh, so we're going to roll that out next. It's kind of a more functional type thing. So it's not too exciting, but I think it'll help, you know, close a lot of the close into a lot of the communication problems that might, might occur uh, just from remote usage. So. And you're doing something very special for the smaller podcaster to try to um, not give advantage to bigger podcasters. See, I'm like a, well, I wouldn't say very small, but I'm a small, but I still have a community. See, well, you're now a citizen because you're a guest now, and uh, so you're you're considered a citizen of Big D country now. So, well, I appreciate that. I, I I'm glad I'm now a citizen of three countries officially. <laughs> oh, wow! Wow! <laughs> That's amazing. Go figure. <laughs> so, um, uh, so as as will you continue to evolve, um. What is your envision for this app? What is what are your main goal on this app to help uh, the little guys like myself uh, to possibly gain traction uh, in this very hard to break through industry called podcaster when it seemed like only the big guys could uh, shine through? Correct. Yeah, and and we're seeing the industry any innovation that seems to happen. It seems to happen to benefit the the already larger established networks and larger established uh, creators. So unless you're you know part of Luminary or Wondery or NPR or something like that, it, it, it is hard to kind of break into podcasting in a major way. So there's a couple things happening though in the background. Um, so one of them is is the the creator market is kind of making a shift here, and I, I'm I'm kind of at the forefront of that. And what I'm preaching is kind of at the forefront of that. But I'm at the forefront of preaching the message about. Uh, you don't actually need millions and millions and millions of listens and views or whatever, whether you know the podcast or YouTube or whatever the case may be, to be successful in the creative space. I think we've been kind of tricked into thinking that that's the case, and I think some people have found ways to be successful in that environment. But but you know it's you know 0.01 percent of all creators out there that have found that kind of success there. So what I'm more interested in is how do we open up more channels for monetization for maybe the 1,000 users or just the 10,000 users max who might support a particular show or podcast. It doesn't have to be millions. It only has to be a couple thousand for you to be really, really successful. So think about it. If you were to post, say, you know, in Cephalopod, you upload, you know, bonus audio and video content because we host both within the app. Maybe you do it, you know, four times a month. Maybe each one of those you charge 50 cents for as an example, right? So if you have a thousand people all paying, you know, that 50 cents over four times a month, You've monetized each one of those people by two dollars a month, which means you're making two thousand a month. So you can make twenty-four thousand off of that particular production, and that's only off of a thousand dedicated listeners, right? So I think we need to stop talking in terms of millions and bring it down in terms of thousands, right? So we right. need quality engagements and listens and views versus demonetized ones, which is what the bigger platforms are offering right now. So if you're on YouTube, if you're monetized on YouTube or Spotify for music. Uh, you're doing about 200 to 350, or as high as 400 engagements to make a single dollar, to make a single、wow. dollar, and 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 I think that's just a crime. I think that's a crime, and it's the benefit. It's the benefit advertisers. It's the benefit,、uh, you know, traffic flowing into those platforms. They're playing on some of our psychology, the psychology of human beings to want 
that attention and to be accepted into this larger space with millions of views and listens. But but what if all of those really don't matter or amount to anything because you can't actually, you know, make a living or even just fund your creative pursuit by doing it? That, that That's my whole take on it. I'd rather just have a few hundred people, you know, monetizing something on a regular basis, uh, mm-hmm. you know, for 50 cents or a dollar a pop than point, you know, 003 cents a pop. <laughs> so it just it doesn't make sense to me, right? So right. the, the math just doesn't work out. So, so you know, there, there's people like me, and, and certainly I'm, I'm, I'm one of the louder ones at this point, sort of getting the message out that, that the creative community, it, there's a shift happening. It's starting to change. And uh, and you can see it with certain services like, uh, uh, you know, certainly Patreon was at the forefront of it, Tip Jar. Tip Jar was at the forefront of it. Uh, and then we just thought, well, why not just have a space that's more like a Shopify where creators can just sort of upload and users can purchase a la carte, so to speak, right? They can just purchase whatever they want whenever they want and are not subject to a monthly recurring fee, uh, which is currently what's popular in the industry, right? Not everybody wants another subscription. So I, I can afford yeah. to pay all my favorite podcasts a subscription. I don't want to. I'd rather just purchase a la carte when I want to. Yeah. And I'm definitely so going to put in more a la carte. I'm definitely going to put in more a la carte uh, like that. I Like I said, I'm still in the basics of uh, setting uh, things up because I love the concept of your service. I mean, that's why I put you on the podcast. And, <laughs> and, um, <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> I love your vision. Yeah, yeah. I just look. In, in in the current environment, and especially after COVID and everything, I know things are getting a little bit better in the States. I'm, I'm based in Ontario right now, so things aren't, aren't quite as good here. We're still fully locked down, fully under emergency order here. But, you know, oh. in, in, in the new in, in the new world that we're entering into here, I think uh, creatives and, and, and voices like yours and like mine are, are going to be amplified even more uh, by, the, by our communities, right? And by the fact that there's people who, you know, want to be more successful in the creative space. They're going to be looking to people like us to help them get going in it. And, and the cool thing is, is we only have an expectation of how that's all going to go. But I think there's going to be some more really brilliant people to come along who help kind of move this forward uh, using the tools that we create now. And, uh, and it's very, very important just to get that, those tool sets out there, uh, which is kind of what, why we've been so uh, aggressive with, with getting Cephalopod out there. It's just uh, it's important that they just introduce the tool set and allow creators to utilize the tool set in the ways they, they, they discover. And then uh, ultimately they come up with ways to use it that you know, we didn't even dream of. And that, that's amazing. <laughs> so, wow, amazing, amazing. So, um, you have to come back to the the podcast to update us on the process of how things are going and how things are moving. So, uh, I want to personally invite you back uh, to interview you again, and uh, sort of like a journey, a journey. Yeah, I'm I'm fully in on the journey. Okay, okay. And uh, now, tell a little, little bit more about your podcast again, and where could they find your podcast so the citizen can follow you and to uh, listen to your podcast as well? Yeah, so... Uh... Ronin Geek Official Podcast is what it's called, and you can find it everywhere. If you're if you're an iTunes or Spotify listener, I won't be upset with you. You're welcome to subscribe anywhere you want to listen, but certainly Cephalopod is a good place too. Uh, we are posting our bonus content on Cephalopod as well. So I already pulled my YouTube content, and I've monetized it within Cephalopod now. And I've already actually made more <laughs> off my bonus content on Cephalopod than I ever made in YouTube. So I'm pretty pleased about wow. that. But uh, so you can find so you can find the most of what we have there. 
Um, so the podcast is, is a geek news podcast. And then lately we've been doing a lot of top lists and things like that. Uh, sort of naming our top five of, you know, favorite games or favorite open world games or favorite movies, whatever the case may be. And then uh, we tend to cover a lot of current event topics in gaming and geek news. So whether it's, you know, comic book movies or comic books in general or gaming or whatever the case may be, we just kind of go with it. But but we, we do consider ourselves uh, comedic and a comedy podcast. However, however uh, that, that brings chagrin to our wives' faces when we say it. Oh, <laughs> so they, they, so we think we're pretty funny, which is the important part. But uh, and uh, we we tend to entertain ourselves pretty well. It's definitely about like a, a comedy podcast for adults. So don't bring the kiddos. But uh, but if you're looking to let loose a little bit on your drive to work, it, it, it's a fun listen. You, I guarantee you'll have some chuckles if you listen. Uh, most recently, we covered like Zack Snyder's Justice League. We covered uh, I think we did a retrospective on Ghost of Tsushima, the video game for uh, PS4. Um, all kinds of topics. So I think I think this next episode we're going to be talking a lot about the show Invincible from Amazon Prime. Uh, so just a lot of geek news topics there that uh, you can kind of get in on and get our take on it if you choose to. But there's a lot of them out there. So we appreciate any listen. Oh, wow, wow. Um, may I suggest, now I know they ha- uh, haven't had a live podcast uh, convention. Uh, we were supposed to go on June 8th, but I want to suggest to you a couple of uh I don't know if you come to the United States often at times, or but they are doing virtual. I want to um, suggest you two podcast conventions, which is called uh, Podfest and also uh, Podcast Movement, which I was, uh, well, I probably speak to one uh, two, uh, two years in a row and I got denied, but I'm doing something virtual for them, uh, which is Class Clown, because I'm com- trying to be a comedian and I want to share with them how I do it. And then also uh, Podfest, uh, the one, another one that I've been uh, uh, going to, uh, they have a lot of podcasters in the community. I think that you will do well in trying to advertising your service uh, to the rest of the podcasting community. So I submit uh, recommendations for you for, uh, for those two uh, huge organizations. Yeah, there. thank you. Thank you for the shout out. I appreciate it big time. Like that's that's amazing. I'm aware of podcast movement. A podcast is new. I'm gonna have to look that one up. So I'm gonna have to see what they're all about. Maybe maybe send them a little message. Um, yeah. But yeah, any any certainly any any word of mouth is good word of mouth. Uh, I'll take it. And uh, and I really appreciate that big time. No problem. I mean, I've been a member of the community for a couple couple of years now, and I didn't know about them until I stumbled into them on Bugport for for crying out loud. And and I was like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, really? There's a convention for podcasts. I gotta investigate this. And so I've been. Yeah, that's a big one. Like I was surprised, like learning about podcast movement and kind of what they had going on. Like it was it was quite a lot more in depth than I thought it would be. I was I was impressed. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I was like, "What?" So, I mean, I'm trying to make. And then, this- uh, so, oh, well, we're going to do Cephalopod Fest in a couple of years, so we'll <laughs> we'll go ahead and start planning that one now. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I'll I'll definitely great. do that. So just you know, always keep in touch. I mean, you're a citizen now, a big D country. Uh, you have your own mansion. I call home mansions here, big D country. See, you you get the nice. thing. So. Oh, oh I, love I love it. I love it. I love to think my heart. <laughs> I'm checking my passport in the mail. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. And um, so, uh, do you have any uh, closing words? I'd like to give my guest closing words uh, before we close out the uh, any interview. So, any final thoughts? 
Oh man. Um, I mean, if I could say anything, I would just say if, if you're a creator out there or someone thinking about getting into a creative pursuit, I can tell you, you know, 2020, 2021, like these are years of opportunity that may not, might not seem like it, but they really are years of opportunity. So if you have something you wanted to try as a side hustle or whatever, get into it. Now's the time to start. Don't, don't go work eight hours a day and then go home and not do anything. Okay. So it's, uh, it's important that we all sort of uh, engage in, in, in extra, extra work pursuits at this point. So it's very important. One. That's all I got. <laughs> One, two, three. Ding, 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 ding. Here is your winner, Alice Austin. My gloves are in the air. My gloves are in the air. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you at the after party. All right. See you at the after party, too. So, Alice, cool. I, I, I want to thank you for joining us and leading us up tomorrow. And we had a little few laughs because, you know, I'm trying to be a comedian. And uh, so, like I said, uh, keep up with everything Big D Country. And then I want to uh, give you some uh, – I want you to give us some updates. I want you to come back and give us some updates and, uh, as your uh, business tends to grow and uh, flourish we always want to be a part of that so you're you're now part of a team now so uh, i can't wait looking looking forward to it can't wait yeah yeah so thank you so much uh to being a guest on the big d zone and leaders of tomorrow and uh like i said you're one of the first ones in a long time and you know during this craziness of this pandemic i mean it's like I want back to normal. I hate this prison type mentality, man. But other than that, wow. uh, that, that, this was a treat. This really was a treat. And oh, I did forget to ask you. I mean, we met yeah. on Twitter, of all things. Yep. How did you find? How did you actually find my podcast? And then you you jumped on it right away. And you said you were really interested in my podcast. How did you uh, find Twitter? Uh, find me on Twitter. Uh, before people started getting there, like, well, what, how did how, how the heck did they find each other? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I just I you might have popped up as a suggestion, uh, so I try to follow back uh, podcasters. So you might have popped up as a follow suggestion, and then I, and I take a look at what you're working on and follow you, and then uh, you have your you have your website posted right on your Twitter profile, so I followed that, and I saw that you're doing uh, Big D Country, and so I looked you up on uh, Cephalopod, and there you were. <laughs> so, that easy. That easy. <laughs> that easy. <laughs> well, thank you so very much for appearing in the podcast again, and I hope the palace guards and everybody in the palace staff was very kind to you, and uh, they was very attentive to your needs. And uh, I like to assure all my guests that when you when they come to the palace, I mean, it's like you know treating like they're a star, which you are a star. You are. It's it's been a great experience. I appreciate that. Excellent, excellent. Well, Alec Austin, uh, thank you so very much, and uh, looking forward to interview interviewing you again. And thank you for coming on. Excellent. Thank you. I look forward to next time. Have a great week. And this is Prince DJ, and this is the Big D Zone, and we are out. Peace. Okay, this is Prince DJ. Come on. Why do I always in life have to prove people wrong? Why? I mean, I'm living in a, uh, in a, in a wall. 
I mean, I constantly had to prove people from, uh, that, that they're wrong. From the, my mother that verbally abused me to, well, funny story, that I had to uh, prove my wife wrong because she had the wrong person that she was looking up when we were first dating before we got married. And now, the two, one of the two biggest leaders in the podcasting conference that I deserve even a small stage, but I got almost like, you know, I, 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 I'm on, um, what was it, the Thunderdome at WWE. It's almost like no audience, but it's like, why? I deserve to be in a stage and then maybe having an interview on stage or interviewing somebody on stage. I mean, I just had three caliber, high quality interviews and fun interviews at that. Why? So I had to keep proving people wrong. I mean, this is all of my life that I had to keep proving people wrong. I mean, this hurts. This absolutely hurts. I mean, do I have to take a lie detector test to prove that I could do things? Do I have to be on the moment of truth to prove to people that I could do things? Even with my craziness of my disability that keep creeping up one by one by one by one by one? Why do I have to keep proving y'all wrong? Why? And we even have a community. We have the best citizens on the planet today, on the internet today. The citizen who stood by me. I mean, we have two Hall of Famers, Zach, and we also have an Al Jamie Dyer who just joined the Hall of Fame. That's gonna join during the uh, State of the Union. Why do I have to keep proving people wrong? Why do you not believe me in the first place where I could do things? I mean, I just, I just, I mean, I trained my, uh, my friend, my, uh, my friend who, uh, who sadly passed away in, uh, late 2020 when I went to the funeral before I got sick. I taught him how to do break I've been, this is not my first rodeo. And all I'm doing is class clown from virtual, virtual instead of doing it live. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't understand people at times. I don't get it. But thank you for trusting me, citizens. At least thank you for believing me, citizens. That's why we have a community. Mm-hmm.